podcast family. Welcome to Motherhood in Black and White. My name is Kanji. I'm Tara. And this is a podcast. We're just two Gen X mamas raising adolescent boys in the deep heart of Texas. What is that saying? Deep in the heart of Texas. Deep in the heart. And then you got to clap. Yeah, well, I'm not doing that. So you're not from Texas. I'm having to sit on my hands not to clap. <laughs> it's like an instinct. So you can tell you are originally from Texas. I am a Texas transplant. Mm-hmm. And we're just coming to you this week with this episode to share some of our insights on parenting, pop culture, and all the things, which is basically what we mamas do. That's right. We cover a lot of topics. We do. Mm-hmm. Before we begin, I have got to apologize to my partner, my husband, and I think he is probably going to record this and play it over and over again because <laughs> he's getting an apology from me. What did you do? So last week's episode, we recorded on his birthday Mm. and I neglected to give him a shout out wish him happy birthday on this podcast and so for that I have been paying dearly for the last week (laughs) and a reminder to our listeners Kanji's husband is also our podcast producer he is also the podcast producer and so I neglected to wish my very favorite person in the entire world whose birthday is October 20th, a happy birthday. And so for that, here it comes. Happy birthday, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Come on now. That so my, work. It doesn't, well, my husband shares a birthday with Snoop Dogg. Okay. And he was a little upset that I recognized Snoop Dogg's birthday publicly on my social media accounts and didn't recognize his. <laughs> okay, that I probably would have gotten pretty mad at you about too. <laughs> Listen, we're just hashtag doing the best we can mm-hmm. with everything. And October 20th, which is his birthday, is the beginning of the holiday corridor for me. Mm-hmm. And I know that Tara, you have your own gift-giving holiday corridor earlier in the year. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, my gift-giving corridor for me specifically starts mid-May. It's like Mother's Day, then my birthday's at the end of May, then our anniversary is two weeks after that. So we like three in a row. My husband's got to be on his A game. (laughs) Yeah. And so for me, I have to be on my A game starting the end of October. And most of us moms realize that once we hit the end of October, it's kind of a sprint till the end of the year. Every day kind of bleeds into the next because we have this flurry and this frenzy of the holidays, which puts us all in a type of a daze, right? It does. It goes so fast. I was just writing the date down for somebody at work the other day, and I thought, oh my God, that can't be right. I mean, I have I started my Christmas shopping? Have I, done? I mean, I immediately jumped into that mode. And it's going to be here before we know it, all the holidays. So we are in this corridor season. And again, for me, it's October 20th, my husband's birthday. And then we have Halloween, Mm -hmm. which let's talk about this. What is your son Gage going to be this Halloween? Uh, Gage is actually going camping with um, his soon-to-be Boy Scout troop for Halloween. But I think he'll be back in time to maybe do a little trick-or-treating. And all he wanted to buy this year was a big duck mask. So... Apparently, he's going to wear regular clothes and a big duck mask. I love how he is <laughs> expressing himself. The individualism is fantastic. I love yeah. it. Yeah. What about uh, Roman? Roman is going as a character from Squid Game. Oh, my gosh. I know. And so if you did not listen, last week, we had this entire podcast episode devoted to whether or not Squid Game 
is appropriate for our kids and parental guidance for um, for television shows. And spoiler alert, Squid Game is not appropriate for kids. That's <laughs> right. Don't do that. But unfortunately, Roman got ahead of that curve. Wait, 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 Tara, <laughs> let's not go ahead and spoil it for people who have not yet heard that sorry, episode. Sorry, sorry. Go back, listen to that episode. While you're there, make sure you follow us. Make sure you rate and review us. We've got even more of that coming up. Yeah, so we're going to just skip past the Halloween thing. And we go right into Thanksgiving, which for me also is the week of my mom's birthday. So Thanksgiving is, is a wonderful time to celebrate and to get our families together and our friends together and just express gratitude. And most years we spend Thanksgiving either with our loved ones or our family or our friends but wanted to talk this week on this episode about some of the parenting influencers, the celebrity moms that we wish were coming to our Thanksgiving dinner this year. Yes. And uh, we would maybe call it our mom friendsgiving tables because we just want the moms. This is the day off for the moms. We'll have real Thanksgiving with everybody else later. So they would not bring their kids or their family to it. Correct. I love that. That's I love right. it. Okay. So if we could have this Thanksgiving table and with our friends, celebrity friends, Mm -hmm. not friends in real life yet. That's right. But we can dream and hope and aspire to manifest. Manifest it. (laughs) Throw it out there in the universe. That's right. I will share that while I did not include this mom to be at the table, I would have to make sure that Auntie Patty LaBelle catered that Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, yes, of course. She's bringing all of the desserts and the pies. We talked about this last year, I remember. Yeah. Yep. So, so we will have Patty LaBelle on tap with her recipes, and she'll be there making dinner and all of the wonderful things. But I'm curious, and I would love to hear, who would you have at your dream celebrity mom's Thanksgiving table? And if you could just tell us what you would share with them you're grateful for that they have brought into your life during your um, parenting journey? Well, my first one will not surprise you, obviously. My first one would be Brene Brown. Nobody's surprised. Nobody's surprised. So I love Brene Brown. And she's a Texas girl like me. And I obviously already think of her like a best friend. So this would just be solidifying that uh, fantasy that I live in all the time, that we're best friends. Um, you know, for her, I'm really grateful to Brene Brown. Her work in shame and vulnerability really changed my life in a big way. Her first book, The Gifts of Imperfection, really turned some lights on for me and helped me um, adjust how I see the world and kind of give myself more grace. And she's also just hilarious. I think she'd be so much fun to have at the table. And uh, so she'd be my first pick. What is it about the book, The Gifts of Imperfection, that really resonated with you? For me, my perfectionism was, I really weaponized it. And in doing that, it hurt me. So perfectionism is not bad inherently. It can help you do a great job and aspire to do great things. But I was using it as sort of a bat to beat myself in the head with. Mm -hmm. And her book is all about how you let go of that and how you sort of pull back and find the balance in wanting to do a good job, but also allowing yourself some grace and allowing others around you some grace. We can't all, we can't all be this image of perfection we have in our heads. So many of those lessons I think are really powerful and things that we need to make sure that we share with our kids. Yes, I agree with you. I have never read anything that Brene Brown has written except for a couple of quotes on an Instagram page here or there. 
So we're going to have to get you a Brene Brown library for Christmas, I think. Yes, probably. And I know that you have made some suggestions and things that I should read or watch and podcast family. Um, (laughs) One thing that I did do in the last week is I took Tara up on one of her suggestions of something that I should watch. And Tara, your streak is now still alive. I cannot believe. Uh, So podcast family, here's the thing. There's a new show out. It's called Queens, and it's got Eve and Brandy in it, and they play like R&B singers that had a girl group in the 90s, and now they're in their 40s, and they're trying to get back. I mean, this show is like checks all the boxes for us. Okay, so let me go back. When the show first premiered, you texted me, and you said, Kanji, this show is just for us. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And so I'm thinking... Tara's recommending a show. I will watch it on Saturday. In the back of my mind, the little devil on my shoulder is saying, Kanji, you remember and you know that Tara has recommended stuff before and it's always been hot garbage. Mm-mm. And I was like, no, but this time I'm going to give her a second or a third chance. So last Saturday afternoon, I sat on my couch, turned on the TV, a streaming service, and put on the first pilot episode of this show queens Mm -hmm. and about seven minutes in that little devil on my shoulder i was looking at him like i should have listened to you it was terrible i can't believe you i mean listen i will own the zach efron because none of that show said kanji would enjoy this but this show i mean this was 90s rb girl rap group it's got eve it's got brandy i can't believe this was it didn't have a plot (laughs) It didn't have any character development. Listen, and for me, it was going to be the last. Let me just explain to you that a lot of times we as women, especially as moms, we get through life on either referrals or suggestions or advice that other people give us because we can't be there. We can't do all the things. So people tell us, oh, you should read this. You should watch this. If you have this, maybe you should try this food or this recipe. And a lot of times what we do is you have someone in your life that you trust and you trust their opinion and you trust what they say. And so you just jump in, right? I'm like, okay, two feet jumping in because Mm. Tara is a woman who I love more than life itself. And I just forgot to listen to Common Sense, (laughs) which is saying to me, but Kanji, Tara has terrible taste in pop culture. How dare you? But it's true, though. <laughs> and not only that, so I, I I wanted to watch this. I wanted to like it. There's so many holes in the plot. There's so many things that, for me, were missed opportunities to really make this a special show about four empowered, wonderfully positive Black women. And it just wasn't that, or women of color. I'm sorry, Nadine Vasquez mm-hmm. plays um, a Puerto Rican member of the group. But so many missed opportunities in that character development and what could happen. And I'm sure that maybe as the season develops, it's not going to be a long season. It will be canceled before (laughs) February sweeps, I'm sure. But I hope that they do take advantage of this opportunity and the ability to reach a lot of people to watch that. But 
the reason I digressed and I brought that up is because you also just said I should listen to read Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Not really taking your advice on anything anymore. I think you just diverted because you want to have another opportunity to bash my taste on this show. And that's okay. That's all right. And both can be true. <laughs> this is what we know in life. Two things can also be true. Two things at, can be true at the same, at the same time. time. That's right. And what is true at the same time is that if we are having this um, celebrity group of women at our table, moms, the one person that I know both of us would have at our table is Queen Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter. Oh, trust and believe. Yes. Uh, not just at my mom's table. Beyonce is invited to every table that I set. <laughs> it's like you probably at this moment have like a place setting for her just in case she shows up in North Texas and needs a place to come to dinner. Yes, always, always. My door has Beyonce welcome all times. That's right. <laughs> and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. What I would love to have her at the table to to talk to me and some of the other celebrity moms would be about balance, about how she has maintained her career even when she had the highest of highs in what she does. There has been this meme that's been out for a couple of years. And the, in the meme, it says, you know, you and Beyonce both have 24 hours in the day. Oh, right. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I love that she came out against that. And she admitted, listen, Beyonce doesn't just have 24 hours a day because I have a team. Mm. And that ultimately is kind of what it is. And sometimes we as moms get overwhelmed. And we feel as though we have to do it all. We pick up and carry the load and carry everything and do it for ourselves, by ourselves. And knowing and acknowledging that even Beyonce is like, listen, I cannot have the life I have. I cannot do the things I do without a team around me. Makes us realize, yeah, we all need people. We all need people that we can trust and to kind of divvy everything up because we can't be all things to all people at all times. Yeah, I love that she did that too. I thought that was really great because she basically stood up and said, listen, you're not going to use me to beat up moms around here, okay? Not me. Yeah. No. Yeah, and um, and I would love her to come over because I would love you know, just to find a way to be on her team. But maybe do- she could teach us some of those dances too. I'm in for that. I'm down. <laughs> you could teach her some of your dances too, Tara. <laughs> Miss, I was a captain of the drill team. I love it. I love learning all of these things about you. If you could have a couple of more people at your dinner table, who else would you have? And how would you express gratitude to them? I think another celebrity mom that I really enjoy um, and I would love to have at the table is uh, Kristen Bell. So she has uh, two young daughters. She's an actress, producer. You know, she's a part of several uh, philanthropic ventures. Mm-hmm. I mean, she sort of spreads herself out and does a lot of good. And um, I think for a couple of reasons. One, I think she's really funny and down to earth. Like, I always appreciate that she tells the truth about it. Like, she's like, this is hard. Marriage is hard. Kids are hard. Doing all these things is difficult. And I appreciate that about her. And she makes me laugh, which is fun. And um, I also really like that she recognizes, you know, that she has privilege in her platform and that she uses that for um, partnering with entities and companies that are trying to do good work in the world. I think about those uh, the bars that she sells or she gets involved with clean water initiatives. And I've seen her... Um, get involved with clothing companies that are, you know, doing work in uh, uh, poverty-stricken areas. And I just, I really appreciate that about her. Yeah. I'm not really familiar with any of the work that she does. I know this is not shocking to you, Mm -hmm. but I just knew Kristen Bell from The Voice and Frozen. 
That's right. Yeah. She is Elsa, in, or not Elsa. She's Anna in Frozen. Oh, and a talented vocalist. And she's, and she's a great singer. That's right. <laughs> she's got those Broadway chops, which I also enjoy. I love that. I would have an actress at the table, and I would love to have a conversation with Gabrielle Union. Hmm. Um partially because of her motherhood journey. And it looks and is so different than mine, but it is so powerful. Speaking of someone who has used her platform and continues to advocate for others, I like that Gabrielle Union came to motherhood as a stepmother. Mm -hmm. You know, when she married Dwayne Wade, a former NBA player, he had several children from previous relationships. And She's always parented and loved them and has advocated for them. Uh One of their children is transgender, one of his children from a previous relationship. And she's been very vocal about making sure that she makes space for him. And um, is it for her? For her. Mm -hmm. Oh, I apologize. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me. Uh And for her and making room for her in her family and for helping Dwayne um, learn more about the LGBTQ plus community. I also like that she came by she, I mean, Gabrielle Union uh, became a mom through surrogacy Mm -hmm. and that how she has been very vocal about what that journey has meant to her and what it looks like to her. And sometimes women don't talk about different ways that we become moms, right? right? There is no one way to become a mom. There is no one definition of motherhood. Some people are mothers because you gave birth to a mother, you adopted, you are a step parent, you love a child like your your own, Um, foster parents, adoptive parents. And so I would love to have that diversity at the table in terms of the types of mothers that we have there. We have a really fun table going. It was I'm very excited about this. It was table. fun the minute you and I sat down. <laughs> I mean, we bring the fun. We're only enhancing the fun. What we obviously. don't, but what we don't bring is a lot of good cooking, which is why I need Miss Patty Labelle around. I bring zero food to the table, <laughs> so we're going to need everybody else to bring the food for sure. Who else would you bring? Um, I think the last person I was thinking of, and and uh, thinking of my list now. Obviously, I did not bring a very diverse list to the table, but. I was thinking about um, Jennifer Garner, Mm -hmm. and um, the reason I thought of her is this may or not be true, may or may not be true because I don't know her personally, but when I see her with her kids and I see um, what she's doing as a family, she just feels like, I don't know if the traditional is the word for it, but like I feel like she is like a really good mom. Like I see her and she like cooks for her kids and, and, uh, uh, she's really into like organic food and like feeds them well. And she uh, reads to children in hospitals. I see her just really participating with the kids. And I'm always very in awe of that and inspired by it. And then I love that she um, started her own farm and kids food company. So mm. she it's her family farm, right? And she turned it into a way to create organic, fresh food for children, which is sold in all the grocery stores. And she basically started her own business. She saw a need in the market and turned it into a way to um, feed kids. And then she also uses that platform to uh, provide food to kids who may not have some. And I just, I love, again, you know, these moms that get in and they see what their kids need and then they turn it into a bigger platform for other kids. Yeah. I didn't realize that she had done that. Yep. Um, So how long has she had the company? Do you know? I'm not going to get it right. It's been at least... It's been at least two years. Once Upon a Farm is the name of it. Okay. And I mean, and her family's had that farm, I think, her whole life. But they've turned it into this industry where they serve, like, cold-pressed vegetables and fruit that's 
easy to buy and easy to use. I mean, you can find it at any of the grocery stores. Mm, and it'd be great to have her at the table because I think she can cook. See, she was also going to be on my list for bringing like the turkey and the vegetables. I feel like she's bringing that. Very strategic. Very strategic. However, the last person on my list, we probably would not be able to have Thanksgiving dinner together, Tara, because it's J-Lo. Oh. <laughs> no, Jennifer Lopez. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to start no mess. I'm not going to start no stuff. But again, looking at people who have had careers or who have had children a little later in their life, Mm -hmm. I like having those sort of conversations because again, there's no way that people come to parenthood. For me, when I um, had Roman, I was in my mid thirties. I was actually quote unquote advanced medical age according (laughs) to my OBGYN. But we looked at where we were um, at the time we were in New York City and even though I was advanced medical age, a lot of my friends and colleagues and coworkers and other people that I knew hadn't started their motherhood journey yet because we were having kids a little later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can kind of compare and contrast that with certain women that I know that had kids younger in their 20s and their early 30s or even, you know, like my own mother who was a teenage mom. Um, I just like having those conversations with other women that have the ability to kind of walk through and say we had such a long life before we had kids right? and how we were able to adjust to having kids and kind of just involving them in the lives that we had already formed Mm -hmm. rather than building a life after we've had them. Does that make sense? Yeah. I I think when what I've seen, especially from earlier generations that started, it's like they did the kids first, mm-hmm. right? The kids were first. That was their life. And then when the kids got older, they're like, okay, now what am I going to, yeah. what am I going to do? And I think, you know, for, I had gauge my early thirties and, you know, for us, we had a whole thing going on and then we brought a kid in and kind of integrates. It's a little different, I think. Yeah. And it's hard for, I think our kids, I know it's even hard for me to realize that our parents had lives and had identities before we were parents mm-hmm. before we were, before our children became the center of our world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's kind of good to talk to people who've had that and also continue to have it, like are still maintaining their identities, even as we look and we go through this whole motherhood journey together. Yeah. And then we also, I would want to ask JLo about how she, how she makes her abs look like that. I'm going to need the plan. <laughs> at 50 something years old. Oh, please explain it to me. <laughs> I would look and see what she was eating at the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. dinner. It's like, yeah. I bet she doesn't eat any of Miss LaBelle's pies. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, meanwhile, I said, Auntie, Auntie Patty, can I have extra serving yeah, of your pie, two, please? Two, please. Yeah. And, and ultimately, what I would love to do is to have conversations, not just with celebrity moms. Yes. In my mind, every mom is a celebrity, but with a group of women who are on this journey, who have joined this motherhood group together separately, but realizing if we sit down in a room, breaking bread at a table, we all kind of have our own stories. And that celebration is better because we're able to share it with one another. Yeah. I mean, I love, there's not much I love more than sitting a group of women down together to share and tell stories and um, be part of each other's conversation. Yeah. And I think It's hard for a lot of us who may feel isolated or may feel as though we don't have that in our lives Mm -hmm. to realize if you just kind of pull up a chair next to someone or 
invite them into your journey and start sharing your story with them. There's a lot more similarities with us than we really, really realize. It doesn't matter where we are in the world. We have a lot of stuff in common. Absolutely. And anybody out there that feels like that, you're always welcome at Kanji Nice Table. Oh, most definitely. Always. Pull up a chair, bring your own food, and bring your advice for what TV shows I should watch. Because clearly I need another friend. <laughs> Here we are. To do that. Here always we- back to me. <laughs> it's There are many things that you do very well. Mm-hmm. There are many bits of advice that you've given me over the years that I have taken mm-hmm. um, to heart. But the one that I will never take again is on pop culture picks. If it's got to be I'm winning at spiritual advice over TV, then I guess I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. And you are definitely winning. Holiday season. We are publishing this going into a crazy time for a lot of us. No matter what's going on in your life and what's on your plate, always make time to pause and always make time to share your story, share your voice and share conversation and share community with other moms out there in the world. Because at the end of the day, we're all just doing the best we can. (laughs) With that being said, we are going to wrap up another episode. We will be back next week. Same time, same place. Please guard your health, mental, physical, and spiritual. Take good care, podcast family.